Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with someone else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. For that to happen, it takes two things. We have to keep giving you guys really good content, and you guys have to help share our show. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based company, please do do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Dude, Mitch. Dude, Dave. When I said, hey, we should get some hot chicks to be on the show, this is not what I had in mind. Well, you're right. I mean, this is... I, they I say, they are hey. neither hot nor chicks. Yeah, I say, hey, <laughs> we, you know, we should get some, like, girls in bikinis, you know, like, do morning shows, stupid slap happy crap. Like the old man show on Comedy Central? This girls is, jumping on trampolines? This is not what I had in mind. You're right. If I push these together... <laughs> they're almost A's. Yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> so we've got we've got a guest episode for you guys this week. Um, we've got with us a, a couple of guys that uh, came together and started a auto detailing business. So um, go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys. Jesse Coner of Aristocrat Detailing. Yeah, I'm Connor, his co-owner. Co-owner. So we got Jesse and Connor. Jesse and Connor. They they co-own Aristocrat Detailing, uh, based out of Raymore, Missouri. Um, and how long have you guys been in business? We've been in business for six years now. Six years. Yeah. All right. So looking long, good. Long enough to know better. College wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Just just long <laughs> enough to not be sure. Right. You know. Right. Right. So. Um, do us uh, do us a favor and explain to us a little bit more about uh, like the ins and outs of what you guys do. Like, uh, there's a bunch of different levels of car detailers. What what do you guys specialize in? Correct. So we started out detailing cars, you know, cleaning out the inside of vehicles, etc. And it's definitely moved to paint correction, which is removing scratches, swirl marks, any kind of defects in the paintwork, and applying protective coatings and protective films. Okay. Um, we do offer detailing, though, with uh, the new addition of space. We picked up some space and a little bit of extra muscle as well, so we're back to offering interior and exterior detailing just like we started out doing. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question. So, like, when Mitch and I think of auto detailing, that's what I think of is, hey, I'm going to take my car there. They're going to wash it. The inside is going to look like it's a brand-new car. Are are most detailing shops just geared to that, and then you guys are, like, the next step up above that? Or do a lot of detailing shops offer that extra extra step of paint correction, waxing, all that kind of stuff? I'd say it's about half and half. There's a lot of guys who are, you know, they're in it for the volume. They're mobile, and they're just going knocking out interiors, you know, four or five a day. As to where when we have a car, it's in the shop for 48 hours minimum. Gotcha. So it's more specialized. Correct. Nicer cars, just a step above for auto the, detail. For the most part, yeah. Okay. That I didn't know. I mean, what you know? What do I know? They make the paint like reflect, like you, like it's a deep mirror. Like when you walk up, you can see yourself in it three yeah. steps deep. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty sweet. So, um, um, for for our newer listeners to the show, uh, this here is a guest episode. Uh, we have a couple of different styles of shows. We've got uh, guest episodes. We've also got some just general business shows. Um, we've got some Q and A shows where. Uh, you can email in questions to us, and we'll answer them. And if your questions are good enough, we'll even make a show about them. Uh, the email for that is askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. Um, but even though it's Ask Mitch, you could literally ask any one of us. You could even email in and ask Jesse and Connor questions about their business, and we will make sure that message gets to them. Um, we also have another style of show called Beyond the Void, where we um, we we side rail the the business stuff a little bit, and we talk about a little bit more social and political topics that are going on, um, and we try to bring those back to business about uh, you know how to how to either use those to your advantage or how to not get distracted by those or, or whatever the case may be. So um, while we have some guests here, we want to dive in and learn a lo- as much as we can about how they started their business, how their business functions, how they get work. 
um, you know, successes and failures that they've seen in the business. So, um, you guys are a partnership. Um, and, and a lot of the guests that we've had on the show so far were sole owners. So, uh, explain to us your partnership a little bit. How does that, how does that work? It's 50, 50. It's honestly really simple. Okay. Pays 50, 50. We try to make the workload 50, 50, um, really pretty simple when you yeah. say when you say workload do you mean physical workload or like one of you does the actual physical work and then one of you does office stuff and then one of you does um going out getting new clients i mean what's the breakdown there so physical work is always split right down the middle okay so when we start on a vehicle um we split it down the middle long ways driver side is mine passenger side is his obviously we flip the car double check each other etc but i handle like Pickups, drop-offs, social media. He handles the books, putting numbers together, which, okay, so which works out because if you wrote out a long division problem for me, I could not solve it on paper. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> so what do you guys, when you say off office stuff, Connor, what, what, I mean, what do you use? Do you use QuickBooks? Yeah, QuickBooks. Yeah, QuickBooks. There stay we go. On, stay there on that mic, yeah, yeah. he's, he's there. He's getting it. We're getting it. It's hard being in the middle, and then someone yeah. asks you a question from I'm the like, side. Yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah You don't have to look at me. It's okay. Dave, I, if I'm ugly, it's all right. Dave oh. and I cheat, because no matter where we're looking, we're always pointing at the microphones. We always take the new yeah. guys and put them right in the middle, and then you're kind of hosed. Yeah, then you're, you're screwed. You're kind of having to like... Yeah. You're having to be an owl head around the mic. Do you use QuickBooks like... They've gone to, uh, what have they gone to now? Well, you, you got, got to pay by the month? Yeah, you got yeah. standard you guys QuickBooks use the same and then QuickBooks stuff? Online. Well, yeah. a lot of people are still using the old school, you know, like where there's no online. You just kind of are cheating the system and they're just waiting for the all the passwords to end. I'm waiting for them to send me my new CD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like it's 1998. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we use the $20 a month one, so the online one. Right. So it's accessible from all the devices all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you guys is, is probably fairly singular. Like when you're getting material, it's usually probably coming from the same vendors. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like that's one of the neat things with QuickBooks is you can set rules in QuickBooks so that like every time you buy from this vendor, it's automatically codes it as this is, you know, job materials. Um, so, so that it probably makes it a little bit more streamlined for you guys being able to do it that way. Oh, yeah, it's all super easy stuff. It's all the same distributors, manufacturers, all that stuff every single time we buy something. Right. With right. us being set up with G-Technic as an accredited installer of their coatings, it's always from them. So right. it makes it easy for us. And then yeah. do you do, Connor, do you do all the all the bookkeeping also? Yeah. Everything in the QuickBooks, and then at the end of the year, you're just like, okay, tax man, here you go. Yeah. This is my stuff. I've done all the GL coding. I've got everything the way I want it to be, so you don't have to do, pay a bookkeeper or anything like that. Yeah, it's all just it's it's super straightforward stuff. Yes, I see a lot of guys, especially that are starting out. I see these guys keeping like they've got wads of receipts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> like, dude, I you know I have buddies who do this, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Go yeah. make a business bank account, any business expense, credit card, right, or debit card. What you know, if you're not responsible, start with a debit card until you learn. Yeah. All your expenses are right there. End of the year. Print, credit card statement for 2022. <laughs> Mitch and I have talked about this a hundred times. Like when I started, that's what I did. I, I opened no accounts. I did nothing. All I did was get a credit card. And then I saved my receipts. And then at the end of the month, I got a statement. And I just looked at them and I was like, yep, 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 yep. Okay, we're good. Next well, month. And then I didn't have to I didn't have to carry around the receipts and the, you know, and then try to figure out, did I buy this with my personal money? Did I buy this with business money? What did I do? You get a business credit card, and it makes it super easy. Yeah, it does. You know? I see guys, like I said, with lodger receipts. I'm like, what are you doing? And it works the other way around. All your deposits are your income. Yeah. Right? I mean, instead of writing down in a notebook, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not tech savvy or nothing, but it takes... What thirty minutes to go up yeah. there? And Connor wants to jump yeah. in. He keeps he's like, "What, Nick? dude? It's just, he says that, but this is what actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making it as simple as possible, right? That's what it comes down to. What's right. the most efficient way you can do it? Yep. And that's what I'm all about. Just the most efficient way we can do it. Yeah. Business banking account, credit card, debit card, everything goes through there. QuickBooks. That's and, it. We're not having to go all the different avenues everybody else is doing right it, well and quickbooks can even sync up to your i don't know about a credit card because we don't use a credit card for our business everything's debit card for us 
but it'll sync up to the bank account. Mm-hmm. And so it sees every transaction coming through there and like ours syncs up. We use a CRM for all of our scheduling and all of our customer yeah. management. And so ours syncs up to our CRM and our bank account and it's looking for like a double check from both. Like if our CRM says we made a sale, it's looking at the bank account for where that money is. And so it, 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 yeah, it it's kind of balancing a, everything out there. Throws up a check. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't do it. That's that's one of my wife's rules, so yeah. I can't tell you exactly how it functions. But I know that they'll it'll use all three of those to make it super streamlined. And I mean, we've got you know we've got uh, four guys that are out spending money and and buying material and collecting money and everything else. And it's still probably a twenty or thirty minute per day process for Danielle to go through and get everything. You know, basically, QuickBooks will say like, "Is this actually this?" It, it'll it'll prompt you to ask. You know, is this transaction actually job materials? Mm-hmm. Every other time you've used it, it is, and and she'll say yes, yes, and she's basically just approving all of the transactions and then done. So you use your CRM for scheduling too. What do you guys do for scheduling? Like, how do you keep track of all that? And I don't want to hear we got it on a notebook in the. <laughs> That's shop. what you're gonna hear. <laughs> No, we we are making a change um, because <laughs> not even a spreadsheet, huh? Just like it's. I, it's I'm just, not even joking. I'm writing it there's, down, and then I'm just, hey, dude, we got this on Friday. There's a whiteboard know? in the shop with a bunch of names on it. It's not in the shop. It's at my house. There, so hey, I go over it. I used it. to do the same shit, but yeah. <laughs> it's got you know I've. I write down, okay, we're doing C7 Corvette on the 22nd, and the guy's name is Jonathan. Time to move up, man. Whenever you get to where you're a month or two months out, and, you know, that time comes around, you're like, Jonathan's forgotten he's even scheduled. Right, right. So I need to reach out to Jonathan and tell him, and there's been a time or two. It does, I'm pretty sharp, but every once in a while I have lost contact info and been like, Right. So yeah. we've we've got a new it's a pretty big it's sheets of paper, it's still old school, but it's got a ton of room for me to write the customer's contact info, what time they're supposed to be there, what exactly we're doing to the vehicle. So we are making that change. So but so what's the change gonna be? The change is gonna be I'm gonna actually have the customers all of their information right there to contact them. Yeah. So like one of the cool things when you do get to a CRM and, and there's there's expensive ones, there's cheap ones. I mean, ours, ours only costs us 220 bucks a month. It's not, it's not bad at all. Excel spreadsheets free. But yeah. If you know how to work an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> if, if you're a student. <laughs> Connor, Excel spreadsheet, man. But, but like our CRM, you know, we can track all of our customers' info and all that stuff, but then we can also use it as a form of constant contact. Like at the push of a button, we could email every single customer we've ever put into our CRM and email them a coupon. We could email them a review link hey would you like to send us a review um we could email them an announcement of the company or you know or whatever the case may be so that's kind of cool too is to be able to to communicate with them that way but once they're on the schedule like you can set all these parameters but like it can it can give them a schedule confirmation it can like shoot them a text letting them know that you are indeed on the schedule and it can also set like a reminder like 48 hours before their appointment it can shoot them another text you know and you can change all those. You can make it a week out. You can make it a day out. You can do multiples, you know, a week out and a day out. It, it's, they're, they're pretty versatile. So, um, And you can do that all by calling your customers, you know, but it just makes it easier yeah. if you can set that up. You yeah. can get away with it for the first, you know, yeah. whenever you're only a month out, you can get away with it. You know, you can store it in your head. Yeah. When you get two months out. And I'd say it has, to be tough. Has, has a lot to do with customer base, too. Yeah, so if you have a 1,000 customers, Jesse's not going to call or email them all one at a time. Right. You know, I mean, that's a lot of work, right? I mean, you're sitting in the office for two days emailing people. Right. Like, if you have a CRM, you know that much. I mean, maybe their customer base is only 50. I don't mean your guys, but, yeah. you know, in, in generalities, if your customer base is only 50 or 100, it's a lot easier for you to just pull out your notebook and – and send emails to everybody. Yeah. Say, hey, we're offering this for this month. Well, and the nice part, too, with the CRM is, like, as you're talking with the customer and you're putting their appointment together, you know, we're going to see you in two and a half weeks, you're getting their name, you're getting all their parameters, what car, what treatments, what coatings, whatever the case may be, you're plugging that into the system, 
and you never have to make contact with that customer beyond that point if you don't want to. Like if you want to, if you want a more personal touch, you can always, you know, call on the day before or whatever. But you can let the system do all the reminding and everything, and then that that also turns into your schedule. So like you look at it, and, and at a glance you can say, okay, yeah, Thursday we're doing a Corvette, you know, Friday we're doing a Bel Air, and you know, or whatever the case may be, and and that just turns into your schedule. Um, when like one of the things that we do for our business, when we do get crazy heavy, so you guys are talking about being months out. Um, we don't like to be more than like a day or two out. Um, it's a different service. It's a, it's a whole different service, right? Like ours is kind of more emergency based, but when we do get far out, you know, four or five, six days out on the schedule, we implement to where we call the customer, um, the day before their appointment, just to remind them, make sure that they're going to be there, remind them of the time and everything else. We could let the CRM do that for us, but we like that more personal touch. Um, and so we just make a, a quick phone call to them, but, but you guys could, I mean, every business is a little bit different. It just kind of, it just mm-hmm. kind of depends. So getting back to their business. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you guys started out, I mean, how did you guys start out? Was it just one of you detailing cars working for somebody? I mean, how did you guys get hooked up? And then what did you do? Did you, after so many cars, you were like, Hey, let's start a company. Let's make our own LLC. I, I'm going to ask did you get a partnership agreement from an attorney? Did you get one online? I mean, what was the what was the story there? E, I mean, either one of you. Was- so the story it it starts out with him and I went to college together. We met through drag racing, and uh, we liked to go fast. So working, he was working at Bob Allen Ford. I was working in a pharmacy. Don't even get me started on that. We're not going to dive into too much of your and, past. I mean, and, we don't want girlfriends like emailing the show later. Like, <laughs> he gave me, I'm, you know, you know, you know, we're not trying to go that deep. We, we, you know, as we, we were young when we started. I was 17, 18. First off, he's young now. Right. Like all us old farts uh, are well, like. Let's, let's flesh that out. How old are you guys? 24. 27. 24 and 27. So, yeah, so they're that, old. That, well, that's really important for our By listeners old, because I mean not old. age is not a number, right? You don't have to be no. 30 years old to start your own company. No, you, that's you the whole have point done of the show. It, right. You guys have done it for five years. You're 24 now. You were 19 when you started. So. I think I was 18. When, it's okay. been six. Yeah. So yeah. it really, it's really simple. We wanted to go fast, but we also had bills. Right. And we were not making enough money because we had to be at college, so obviously we couldn't be at work, to do the things that we wanted to do. And I had moved out, and obviously, you know, we all inherit financial responsibility when that happens. And it basically came down to either I was going to have to sell the Mustang or give up college and figure something out, and that Mustang was not getting sold. (laughs) It wasn't getting sold. It wasn't going to happen. First off... 90% 90% of the people would say that's an irrational decision. Non-negotiable yes. right there. <laughs> There's <laughs> been irrational decisions that have led us to where we're at. Uh, right. Hey, we all have made those decisions that have brought us to here. Right. Correct. You know what I mean? Every decision has led to where, you to where you are today. See, they started out of refusing to sell a Mustang. I sold a Mustang to start ours. Kind of funny how that works. We're not talking about you here, I Mitch. Know. We're talking about them. I'm just saying, you can't make a wrong choice. Okay, so he's exactly. so he drops out of college basically. We right? both do. Yeah, both do. B- both do. Okay. And uh, continue. We've always kept our cars insanely clean, and you know, one night we just went, why don't we start making some money on the side doing this? And so we started out of my garage, and people would come in. You know, we'd clean interiors. We'd do like a one-step polish and wax on a car. We started out doing those things, and obviously, it just grew. Um, from there we were able to kind of lean on Taos performance, some friends of ours, and we moved into their shop, worked out of the back of their shop. That was an asset. Um, and then it was a couple of years ago, we moved into our own shop and we're full throttle now. So what, so what happened? I mean, where was the step of, we're going to take this from side hustle to actual business. We're going to go online. We're going to make our LLC. We're going to do the deal. When we started doing it, we just realized that we enjoy it. Like, that's why we're good at what we do is because we are having fun at work. Yeah. The, the majority of the time, we're having fun. 
and then originally and then eventually you were like, hey, we're making some money and having fun. Correct. So we're going to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. I mean, is that what happened, Connor? That's I mean, exactly what happened. People always say, find something you enjoy doing, and it's not work. Right. Yeah. That's. What I mean, what was the financial threshold of hey? What, I, I mean, you, you know, you said it was a side hustle. When was the point where you were like, okay, we can do this and quit our regular jobs and do this full time? This that's is, that's where I'm going with this. This like, is kind of funny. Where he's, was got that a, he's got a grin. Yeah, they both have grins for those of us, for everyone on Spotify. <laughs> Connor does, hasn't said a lot, but like you could see his face. He's like he wants to tell like this story of. You can't tell if he's like Jesse's. I just he drives me. I want to choke him. Where I mean, I wanted to run this. We did that. You know, you can't tell where he, what he, he knows wanted. what I'm thinking. Yeah. I is that what it is? You guys yeah. have been oh, yeah. so long. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. So he, I like it. he had kind of been full time a little before me. I followed okay. right after, but we started making enough money to pay bills basically. And started being able to spend a little bit of money on our cars without, you know, there's times that him and I have went broke. Yeah. We to all make cars there, fast. For sure. To I make mean, cars fast. First yep. off, where's the pics, Mitch? We yeah. <laughs> just start showing up the pics on yeah. YouTube. We started making enough money, and uh, I worked at Walgreens, and I had gotten – they basically, I went in there. I had started making more money doing this than what I was doing at my 9 to 5 in the pharmacy. And so at that point, obviously, priorities kind of changed. right? And uh, they weren't happy about some things. I was cutting some corners, which I'm happy to admit. At a pharmacy. In the pharmacy, yeah. That's yep. probably not good. I mean, if you're cutting corners somewhere, like, yeah. like what do you mean, like one pill for they granny? They was it going in the bottle? 30 pills. Really, <laughs> what was going 28. on, <laughs> the pharmacist would take a 30-minute SIG break, go out and smoke. Well, every prescription's got to be verified by the pharmacist before it goes out. So you were going, Send it out. Yeah. I mean, it was they were right, but they wanted me to get down on my knees, beg, beg for my job, and it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Right. So at that point, they said, yeah, we're going to put you on indefinite suspension. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll call it. I said, don't even worry indefinite about it. Indefinite suspension means middle finger, and, and then, then I'm uh, walking out. <laughs> and, and then I hopped in his C7 Corvette that, I mean, it was a badass car at the time, and rolled out of there with the tires <laughs> lit up. And drive. I can remember driving home, I'm like... Like nervous but excited like, at the same time, dude. Right? Like this is it's do or die. Your back's up against the wall, and when you but when you put yourself in that situation, you really find out what you're made of. That's right. And you don't you don't have a choice. What are you gonna do? Just live on the street? No. No, like, you're gonna make it happen. Exactly. So Connor, what were you what were you doing? So he's working at Walgreens. What were you doing at the time? You, obviously, it's a side hustle, and this is that's his moment of hey, we're doing this. What were you doing at that time? At that time, uh, I was only doing what uh he was doing for the last couple months so whenever he quit uh, walgreens i had quit my job about two months earlier than him so right? what was that job bef- before you quit working in the service department at ford dealership at the at the bob allen ford yeah oh, okay and it was terrible the hours were terrible the pay was terrible and i was finally just like Fed i'm up. done i'm yeah. done but to get to the next step we had having to quit our job is what is what we need to do yeah because we never would have the same level of commitment to it if we didn't quit our jobs. Yeah, right. It always would have been a side hustle. It just could have been something yeah. we never fully committed to. But finally, once we were like, all right, let's let's do this we're and put do our it. full hearts and time into it, that's when the upswing happened. I got you. So so, Connor quits his two months before you did. Let me ask you when. So Jesse, when when he quit his job, do you think there was something like down inside of you, and you're like, you know what, maybe. I want to quit like deep down inside. I want to be doing that. Or were you, I mean, what was your mindset at the time? I knew that quicker than that. Okay. <laughs> so you knew way before that, yeah. but you were just, would you think, and this is like, I'm not trying to bust your balls, but do you think you were afraid to go out on your own? Do oh, we, Oh, I was terrified. I mean, we're six years in well-established. A lot of people know, know our name and still our schedule might be two months out. But after that, you're terrified. We, we still got to go hunt to put food on the table. Like, it's not guaranteed. It's not – there's people who are made to do this, and then there's some people that just aren't. And, you know, you do have to go out and hunt for work. That's how it is. Yeah. Your income is not guaranteed. Yeah, and that's – I bring that up because we talk about it on the show all the time. You know, even like if you're in our industry, Mitch or I, in the service industry, if you're a – even if you're a go-getter and you are killing it at your job, you're always afraid. 
You know, yeah. you're afraid, hey, I got to be better than this guy. I got to be better than this guy. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. And I think that's what part of that is what drives um, successful people or people that are really trying to get to the next level, you know, is that constant nagging of I can be better. I yeah. know I'm better, but at the same time, trying to run from that fear of, am I going to be good enough? Yeah, you know, it, all at the same time, it, it sounds like a jumbled bunch of bullshit, but you know, we've talked about on the show, there's a real fine edge there, you know, of, of where we're at and where we want to go and what we're afraid of. You know, I mean, everyone is, Yeah. I mean, I, I've known, I know guys that are worth $40 million and they're, all their properties are paid for and they're they're on the right track. You know, their call, their kids are going to be multimillionaires, but they're always still driving. Right. It's almost like something's, it's almost like they're afraid of something. They're afraid to be too successful. They're afraid to not be successful enough. They're afraid of what steps to do next. And it just keeps driving them to be greater all the time. I haven't quite put my thumb on what it is, but that's why I ask guys that question. Yeah. You know, it's like, what is it? What is it that drives everybody? I think a big, I think a big differentiating factor there is the difference between being afraid and having fear. So being afraid okay. to me would be like you it's it's holding you back, right? Having fear is the ability to recognize a hurdle and then using the emotion of fear to put a plan together to overcome that hurdle. Yeah, to so, push you forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I look at times where I've been afraid and it's like holding me back. It's keeping me from doing something. I look at other times where I've used fear as a motivator and and it's a little bit higher level oversight to say, okay, that could trip me up, but I think if we do it this way, we'll make it around that or, you know, whatever yeah, the case and we, may be. And we talk about it, you know, the ability to step outside of yourself and mm -hmm. look at the situation and realize, okay, I am afraid, but I'm not afraid that I'm going to fail. I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't move forward. Right. You right. know, and it's, I, I'm not going to say people are born with it or not born with it or whatever, especially as you get older, it's easier for you to recognize, Hey, okay. Right. I see what's going on here for these guys is different. You know, they were younger and they were running towards something. Well, and it can you be know, fearful to walk away from a, I mean, a pharmacy job is not a bad job, right? So it can be a little fearful to walk away from that. Yeah. I'm sure it, it, the pay is not horrible. It was guaranteed income that was going to at least pay the bills every month. Right. It, was, yeah. it wasn't going to be what I wanted, but right. I could live off of that. Right. Yeah, but... But right. still, but still, lots of people are, they have that, you know, we're, I'm getting that paycheck every month for th or for every week for $800. I mean, that's decent. I mean, that's good money. Right. You right. know, to, to be like, okay, I'm going to... I'm throwing that $800 away to get 15 or to get 16 or right. 12 or whatever. I mean, it's, there's fear there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's fluctuations. It's never, it's, if you start out, you can't even put a budget together. Cause you don't know what you're going to make. At least for us, we didn't know we'd have weeks where we made $500 and then we'd have weeks where we'd make $2,000. Yeah. You know, you never really know. I uh, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause when doing HVAC, like there were months where, it would like say August rolled around and it was, there were two weeks where it was nice. Right. And there weren't calls, you know, and you're just like, well, oh shit. Right. And the third week would roll around and you're like, oh, I'm busier than hell, you yeah. know, but you, and, and that teaches you discipline too, is, you know, the week, the weeks that you're, or months that you're really killing it, you know, you're just trying to set that money aside. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I don't know what you guys do. We'll get into it. I'm sure a little bit, but you know, that's what I did. If I was killing it, no, no setting money aside. I we see, put it in crypto and then Snickers. we lose it. <laughs> but never put it. You, you don't lose it until you sell crypto. your crypto. First off, that's right. Crypto is, uh, we're not going to, you know, we're that's, not going to talk about it. Right. But I mean, I was, that's what I would do. I mean, I, and I was like, what am I going to do? You know, this week I made $300 and the next week just kept on plugging. Oh, okay. I made six grand this week. Yep. Right. That paid up for last week. It, it teaches you real quick of, I have to set that money aside. That's not my money. That's the business's money. I might need that money the next week or the next week or next month. You right. know, it's a totally different mindset so from a self-employed individual to an employed individual. It's totally different. You know, right. your income is going to fluctuate. Your income is not guaranteed. It's a totally, you got to rewire your brain. Right. 
And we talk about that all the time on the show is you literally have to completely disconnect yourself from who you used to be Mm -hmm. and try to rearrange for who you are now. Correct. You know, especially in a partnership, it's not just you, you know, it's not Jesse, it's not Connor, it's the partnership. Mm -hmm. So you have to make double the money of someone like me. I'm by myself. You know, we got two mouths to feed. You have two mouths to feed two, And when you get older, it's going to be two families to feed. So you One. always easy, Jesse, you'll be there before you know you'll it, be man. There. You'll be there before you know it. Connor's, are you married? Yeah. Okay. Connor just got married Connor within the just last got two married. weeks. So he's, so you guys got three mouths to feed, but he's got, you know what? I'm not going to say any of that <laughs> stuff, but, but you know, you, and as you get older, you know, you'll see that, Hey, that pressure is just like on you all the time. You got to be thinking, Hey, we got to set this money aside for this. We got to be getting regular paychecks all the time. How you, are, how are we going to do that? Do you, you guys know, do constant a, questions? Do you guys do a payroll or how do you, how do you guys pay yourselves? Real simple. We get paid, we split it down the middle and send it to each other. Okay. okay. Real simple. Right. It's not, it's not Everything. by the book, but all our taxes come no, out that good. Is, that is not by the book. <laughs> all our taxes come out good and we keep it simple and it works for us. So there's no, I don't feel like there's any right or wrong way. Nope. As long as taxes come out good and you know it's efficient for us, that's what we do. So, so the business takes in revenue, the business pays its costs, and then everything that's left over, you guys just split fifty-fifty down the middle. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that and that'd be the same. Like, so I would say, quote unquote, for on Spotify, my fingers are up. Like the correct way to do it would be, you have a business accountant. The business accountant says, hey. Your this is the revenue you guys had. He gives one of you a, what would be called a K one, mm-hmm. gives the other one of you a K one, and then you go to your personal, and then you know they file your taxes we based get on our your K-1s. income. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you yeah. guys do have a business accountant that does it. <clears throat> yeah. We have a CPA that handles all our taxes. Yes. Okay, so you don't split it straight down the middle. You do, but the business accountant figures it all out. And then gives you your K ones. Okay, we are good at what we do. So you're you're doing it right then. Mm-hmm. You're doing it right. Yeah. The way I look <laughs> at it, his shoulders. No, you are. You're doing it but, by the book. But this should go to show we're not we're not business gurus necessarily. We just have a work ethic. If you just bring a work ethic to the table, you will outperform ninety percent. And that's that's the whole point of this show, and that's why you guys are guests because Mitch was like, "Hey, dude, these guys know what so these it guys takes." Kill it. To get it done. Okay? And that's the whole point of this show is you do not have to be business savvy. You do not have to be an entrepreneur. You do not have to be worth, you know, $5 million to own your own business. Regular people can do it and kill it at their job. They can. It's all about work ethic and just getting a good CPA. I mean, literally episodes one through nine are set up your business, do it this way. And if you are a go-getter, you can kill it right. at exactly. your job. You do not have to work for someone else. Right. And I think that the two most important things, it's going to be work ethic and then people skills. People skills is yeah. huge. No matter what you do, you know, you're going to have to normally deal with people. Right. If you bring those two things to the table, then, you know, you'll at least make a living. Now, at the minimum. Dive yeah. in a little bit on people skills. What do you mean? As far as just taking care of people, you know, we have, especially if you start up a new business, this is one thing that we've always done and I think has propelled us, is if someone has a problem, regardless of what it is, I can just think of an example. Somebody, a customer left the shop, got home, he found something on his truck that he didn't like. He lives in St. Joe. Well, I'm driving straight to St. Joe right then and there to go take care of it, and I'm not asking for money. Right. Or... For example, a couple of weeks ago, we did a ZL1 Camaro. There's a miscommunication, and uh, we did. I performed a nine-year coding package on the car. He wanted a five-year coding package. So when he showed up to pay, and I had his invoice written for a nine-year package, he said, "I, w- I only wanted the five-year." You take the hit, you eat it, and you yep. move on. And said, "Don't fight over it. Right. No debate." Because right. a bad review is not worth. You know, that's a six hundred dollar difference. Oh yeah, a considerable amount of money. You just eat it and move on. Right. Eat it and move on because it's not worth the bad review or the bad word of mouth that's going to go around. Right. As right. a as a partnership, Connor, are you in the same mindset as that? Like, oh. hey, this is what we do. This is what we've agreed to do. Yes. We're going to take care of the customers. Oh, absolutely. We always take care of the customers first and foremost. Yeah. 
it's hard being when you're when you have a partnership you guys have to be on the same page all the time no matter what money work ethic how we take care of our customers you know people forget that i mean i know a lot of guys that are like you know they'll start a side hustle with their buddy and they're like hey we're going to cut yards or we're going to trim trees or we're going to do this and then bill time comes money time comes and then they're in an argument like right off the bat you have to have that stuff set in stone before you do it and if you're if you're not real good friends like you guys were but you like say it's an acquaintance and you start it get that shit in writing yeah hey this yeah. is how we're going to take care of our customers this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to be done then if anything ever happens you always have something to go to and say hey you know this is what we do and i'm not saying that about you guys i'm just saying you know for people that are starting their company if you're thinking about being in partnership with you know your buddy or whatever get that shit in writing if you're nervous well and it you also mm-hmm. it helps out too for each partner to have and we, we've talked about this before each partner to have different strong suits right so like with you guys one of you is a little bit stronger on the business side of things and one of you is a little bit stronger on the customer side of things and and that is a that's a key element towards your success if both of you were strong on the business and both of you were weak on the customer side of things, you would probably end up arguing about business stuff because you both think you're right. And then you would probably end up arguing about customer stuff because neither one of you know what's right, right? So having having anytime you have partners together, it all, it's, it's always incredibly beneficial to have you each strong in your own areas and then allow the strong person the control in that area and and the partnership will usually work out pretty well from and, that point. And you have to be humble too. Yeah. Like so I don't know these guys at all. Mitch knows these guys. But you know when you know I asked them questions before the show and uh Jesse's like, "Yeah, I do this, I do this, I do this. Connor does this. He doesn't talk a lot." And they come and sit down. He's right. Connor doesn't talk a lot. It's okay. <laughs> right? You know, because right. they both have their strong suits and it suits both of them in the business situation. Yeah. You know, and they know, hey, you know, you can tell when they talk to each other, hey, this guy's good at this, this guy's good at that. Right. I mean, that's a very rare thing to have happen. Right. Like Mitch Mitch and I have known each other since we were 13. I mean, we're both 40 now. We could not be in business together. Right. Because our personality, it it wouldn't work. A lot of people can't. No, they can't. You guys have something that works, you know, so don't... I'm not dad talking to you. Don't piss it away. You know, it works for you guys. A lot of guys can't make that happen. Right. You Agreed. Know, it's it, it's good. Well, I, and, I like it. And one of the things that you guys were, you hit on it a second ago, um, your workflow. So you bring in a car, you're both putting in the the elbow grease to to paint correct the car or do whatever. Explain to explain to us how that how that happens, how you split it down the middle. The physical part of the labor? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the driver's side is mine. Passenger side is Connor's. We obviously perform our process. My side is his side. His side is his side. And then before we apply any coating, you know, we go over each other's sides. There's two sets of eyes on the car right. on every square inch. So they, you, you flip the car around, and you're double-checking each other's work just to make sure that you're not missing anything because two eyes are better than one. Correct. I miss so. stuff sometimes. He misses stuff sometimes. We're not robots. Yeah. We're yeah, good yeah. at what we do, but we're not robots. So the ability to be humble and be like, it, it, for one, be yeah. able to call the other one out and say, oh, no, we got to get this a little bit better. And then to be able to be called out and be like, oh, we missed this over here. We got to get that. You know, that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, to be Humility is a huge thing when you have a partnership. Yeah. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You got to be, I mean, hey, dude, yeah, I fucked up. My bad. I right. got it. But not right. even – I'm sure you guys don't do this too. You you probably don't say, hey, man, you fucked this up over here. You probably no. just say, hey, man, check this out. We, maybe we do something about it. Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, if, is that if the I process? See some, if I see mm-hmm. something that needs done, I just do it. I mean, like yeah. if even if, oh, if okay. he's don't not – don't even say nothing. Like, hey, I'm just going to hit this and well, we're going to roll on. I'll say something just so next time we get that exact model of car in the shop, he knows. We oh, know, yeah. Or I know. I missed a spot here. Um but yeah, I always let him know, or he lets me know. But you say, Jesse, hey, fucker, 
<laughs> you missed the chrome over here. What are you doing? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, just see, like that. Vice versa. I don't see that coming from Connor. No. Like, he's so laid back. He's like, that's not really, but okay. Right. But then on the – so on the business side, then he's doing the books. You just let him do his thing. Yeah. Jesse, I mean, I, I forget. We're not on YouTube all the time. Right. <laughs> so Connor is doing the books. Jesse doesn't come in there to say, hey, dude, the books are this. He just lets you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and then, full control. And then on the customer side, Connor doesn't come to you and say, hey, dude, this is how you talk to customers. What no. the fuck are you doing? No. So that part's just split up and you guys roll with it. We handle it on our own. Um, and one thing I wanted to go back to is on the people skills. Uh-huh. Um, for example, say if someone came to me and they said, you quoted me, whatever I quoted them, it's too much. I can't do it. A person who doesn't have people skills is going to go, okay, that's fine. And they're going to lose the job. Right. As opposed to where I'm going to go, well, you got to understand this cost me this, this cost me this. Then I have to pay tax on it and I break down the numbers. And then, you know, any reasonable person is going to go, well, they can't do it for a hundred bucks. Right. And I'll, I mean, I've gotten jobs out of just people are normally reasonable yeah. and they will understand, you know, if you do a job for X amount, you've obviously, you've got materials, you've got your time, you've got to pay tax on that. People don't expect you to work for free. Right. At least any good customer won't. Right. So yeah. having people skills, that's just <clears throat> communicating with them. And it's really just being transparent. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, at least in our business, we're kind of lucky. A lot of our customers are pretty great. Right. Right. Well, in, in it, you're in a market where you can have some really great customers, right? These are people that they're choosing to spend extra money to, to make their car look better, right? It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like somebody bought, you know, a five-year-old car to buy here, pay here lot, and they're having to make a mandatory repair to the alternator, right? Correct. They're between mm-hmm. a rock and a hard place. You're, you're working with higher end people with discretionary income. So the, the, the place cards are there to have some really good customers. You mm-hmm. can find D bags in about every <laughs> oh, every level. They're right? out there. Yeah, they're at every corner. How uh, how do you guys get work? What do you what do you do to where do you where do you get most of your work from? I like that question because when we first started out, um, Facebook advertising was fairly new. Mm-hmm. We brought in probably eighty percent of our workflow oh, from, yeah. from Facebook. Yep. And over the really? years, yes, yeah. wow, just two kids in a garage. Hey, man, hey. And over the years, it I has, love it. it now, has, now I'm inspired. I'm, I'm literally, I'm like, so, I'm so they're taken aback. Their ads did not look like two kids in a garage. No, you were using really good shots of really cool cars and really good work. It wasn't like you didn't see mom and her slippers in the background. You, you <laughs> didn't, you didn't see dad's mower in the background. Right? Like, you, you guys made it look really good. Yeah, the best we could. You know, we'd take cars. we do our work in the garage mm-hmm. when we first started. we take them down the street in the cul-de-sac where there's not even houses around to right. take pictures of them. Right. Um, over the years, it has transitioned from coming from Facebook to word of mouth. And word of mouth has surpassed the income from Facebook. Once you – word of mouth is just – we talk about it all the time. Yeah. That's your number one seller. Yeah. I mean, until you get big enough where you have like 10 employees, word of mouth will take you there. Yeah, every it time. will. As yeah. long as you take care of your people. I have, you know, I don't even really believe that self-made is a thing because we do have customers that we would not be where we are at yeah. if we did not have them. Yeah, self-made's not. They helped us. And that's, yeah. that's because I say if you bring a work ethic to the table, work ethic anymore, let's be honest, is rare. Yeah, it is. Oh, it yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. We rag on your generation all the time. I yeah. rag on our generation. <laughs> I mean, we've just beat you guys to death. I mean, yeah, you know it. I mean, you know, guys you grew up with are just sitting in mom's basement, you know, playing video games, not doing anything, and you guys are going and getting it. Just doing it. Started out just detailing. Yep. You know, all you got, that's all you had to have was say that that want to go get attitude. And then put the work in, and I mean, look where you've become. And people, look what you've become. People love to see work ethic, especially in older oh, yeah. clientele. Yeah. Um, they love to see that. Talk about you, it all the time. You know, when people see us at work at two or three in the morning, that's big. You know, I'm not there just to show that off. Like I'm genuinely there working. Like I will. Like, You're trying to get the job done. Like we will be tonight. We'll be there at three in the morning working. 
And people love to see that and they will want to see you succeed because they want to see that work ethic rewarded. Yeah. yeah. So they're telling their friends, their family. Yeah. People thoroughly enjoy watching somebody become successful when they've earned it. When they when when the person on the outside looking in knows how much you've worked and how much you've applied yourself and how much you've committed yourself towards that success. People will always reward that and they'll reward that in a couple of ways some ways they'll talk to you about it and they'll say hey congrats other ways they're going to use you for your services because they want to help contribute to your success mm -hmm. and we you know we talk about you know like when you have employees and you have one employee that's just a freaking go-getter like you're behind them 110 percent yeah you're cheering them on you're saying hey you're gonna giving them every tool you can you guys are going to do the same thing you know, when you get big enough where you're like, hey, we got to hire somebody. And you hire some 19-year-old kid, and he's a go-getter. You're giving him everything. You know, you're just, hey, you, you know, you see all of that and what's going on. You're like, we're going to go get it. Right. I don't know what just happened <laughs> to, my, to the sound. Nope. I think I think Austin just turned us up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what happened. But it's you're going to repeat what your customers are doing to you, and you're going to do that for your employees when you get there. You right. know, you're going to say, hey, this kid's a go-getter, man. Right. I'm going to pour everything I have into him, and he's he's going to be great. Just like your customers are like, hey, I want this guy to be great. I'm going to give him all my jobs. I'm going to give it, you know, they're going to get it 24-7. Right. Just like you said, you're up till 3 a.m., you know, working. They love to see it. They do. And you're going to love to see it in your employees later. It gets rewarded. And I honestly, as far as the employee thing goes, it's gone so well with just – Connor and I, it is an asset and there's something to be said, at least in our industry, where a customer comes in, it's not the guys in the back that's working on their car and I'm just talking to them. No, right. we're, we're owner operated. You yeah. know, it's him and I working on the cars. And I definitely think that I do have a leg up on competition. You know, we do because it's only us working on the cars. I've had customers come in and say, they had guys in the back. I was kind of worried about this or that. And yeah, there's different ways to look at it, but I think that is an asset for us. There. So it can, but I a mean, lot of it, if you get so busy where you have to have somebody, yeah. you can always train them to do front of the house stuff too. That's true. You right. know, mm -hmm. like he's, he's right next to you or she right next to you all the time, all the time. All those customers get to know them and then take over a little bit at a time. The only... I, and I'm not going to say that every business has to have employees to grow. Yeah. Dude, I'm a, I've been a one-man show for 13 years now. Wow. I yeah. mean, it's just, you know, that's just how it is. I didn't want employees. Yeah. But some, some companies, you know, start out like me, and eventually they're, oh, shit, I've got to do something. There's mm -hmm. just so much stuff going on. I can't do it all. There is times where we'll get, like, two months out, and I'll lose a job here or there, you know, because people don't yeah. want to wait. So that is unfortunate. That's where an employee could come in, in handy. And uh, we have a part-time guy that helps us out with, you know, the detail work. But as far as the, the paint correction work goes, the ceramic coating work goes, it's very, very tedious work. And it's not for everyone. Right. It is not for everyone. When you're on some yeah. high-end cars, too. I mean, you're on some cars that are well over 100 grand. There's liability. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yes. And you could always have, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do at, by any means, but you could always have someone that just does the detailing and then you handle the the specialty stuff yeah. or if you blew up where you were having quote unquote regular cars in there mm -hmm. you know they could be doing the detailing on that and then you guys just handle the high-end stuff i mean there's you know there's a hundred different, different ways, ways to go, to go yeah. about it we don't have it all figured out yet no but... one does man <laughs> none of us do well and that's one of the that's one of the none of us do like amazing things about self-employment is you can go any direction you want with it right you could stay at this level right here stay happy stay paying bills and enjoy it a whole lot better than working at a ford dealer and working at you know a pharmacy mm -hmm. or you could turn a few knobs and pull a few levers and start growing this thing and make it bigger the choice is yours, right? But you don't have any of those choices when you're working for somebody else. So that's one of the biggest perks about being self-employed is you get to choose all of that stuff. So um, one of the things I want to I have you guys talk about is what were some of the biggest struggles you had when you first started? So like after you walked away from your jobs, you're on your own, you're doing this thing. What, what were some of the biggest struggles you had? 
keeping work flowing through the door okay. was definitely one of them. Workflow. Yeah. There was times where we had bills due on the 30th and it's the 26th and we don't have enough money to pay them. Right. Right. That is when you find out what you're made of. Yeah. You're in the garage working at three o'clock in the morning for half price to make ends meet. Yep. You're doing everything you can to make ends meet. That was a struggle. I can remember us being being detailers. We at that time saw some nasty cars. Yeah. I told Connor about this last <laughs> night. I will never forget. We did a basic interior cleanup on a car, and you know it was exactly that—a basic cleanup on a car that it looked like a herd of cows run through this thing. <laughs> it looked it looked way better. It was worth way more than the 150 bucks she paid us, but she was not happy. Right, right. So at that point, the way we operate, we take care of our people. We will not let anyone leave unhappy. Right. I remember scraping gunk out of the seat tracks uh. with a flathead screwdriver. Uh. <laughs> for We spent an extra nine hours on the inside of that car for no extra pay just right. to make her happy. Was right. it worth it? Yes. Why? Because I didn't end up with a bad review. She's happy. She decides to spread the word. Right. You know, I might not have made money that day, but she probably sent someone to me after that that or, we made money on. Or maybe she never sent anybody to you, but your actions kept her from preventing five mm -hmm. or six people from coming to Exactly. You, right? And you guys have talked about that before. One person, you know... It can ruin your day, man. It yeah. can. Not day. They can ruin three months. Yeah. Yes. We just Absolutely. got a two-star review today, like three hours before this show started. We just got a two-star review. Hashtag so. Smedley Plum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's, that is one thing to keep in mind is you, it, it, for our listeners that haven't made the switch yet, um, your MO is going to be different when you're first getting your legs underneath you than it is once you've kind of hit your stride. Um I was the same way with ours. I had some specific goals to hit, and so I was doing things that were unconventional and not really part of our MO in those first few months simply because you have goals to meet, you've got bills to pay, and everything else. So, yeah, discounts might be a little bit more common when you're mm -hmm. first starting out because you don't – you can't let a job go, right? You have to get every job available. Correct. And if you that gotta, means – You got to take them all, man. Yeah, and if that means you got to give them a little bit of a discount or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, that's what you have to do in those first few months. And then once you start getting your legs under you and you realize – okay, I can charge a little bit more over here, and that keeps me from even having the discount over here, yep. that that helps out a ton. You oh. know, we talk about all the time, you know, stuff like this where you're trying to to make ends meet. I've known guys that have started companies and then at the end of the month been writing checks out of their own personal account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. for yeah. rent, for supplies, yeah. for materials, they whatever. They obviously didn't listen to our podcast. Of course not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, I mean – you don't know until you're on your own. Right. And when you're on your own and you're on the verge of writing checks, you're panicked. Right. You, you will literally do – you'll work for nine freaking hours, just like Jesse said, for $150. Or I, I, don't, I don't know what a detailing is. $300. You're not paying your – you're literally paying yourself zero yeah. so that you can pay your costs. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? So that you're not having to write personal checks. You're not having to loan your company money. Yep. to keep the doors open. Right. And I mean and you don't at the at the time that's happening you don't think about it that way. You just think, "Hey, I got to have this money. I'm going to just do it." And that's what you guys were saying earlier about the mindset of just your mindset's different. Yeah. You just got to do what you got to do and just keep on rolling. It's yeah. totally different. And the different. next one's going to be different. It's you a know? it's a can't fail mindset and not right. not of one that like you can't make a mistake like it's impossible to fail it's that you won't allow yourself you're to working fail. against that clock not for that clock and right? there's people who can succumb to that and then there's people who it makes me feel alive I like the pressure yeah, yeah. you turn that I, I listen to pop punk when I'm really down I'll turn that pop punk on and just get after it you, you don't know? even want to hear what I listen to listen <laughs> I mean just be in the shop welding and it's 2am and you're like hey I gotta have this ready I gotta have this done I gotta you know right. and you just your desire is to get the job done not to make the money right yeah. at that point yeah. you know right. hey I gotta get it done we I, gotta, always... I just gotta do it man well this at that is point the at. price is set the works the scope is set and everything else now it's just like you said you're, you're working against the clock now it's just a yeah. matter of just getting it done I gotta right? get it done gotta get Execution. it done execution all the time we always tell people that are starting out whatever you choose to do just make sure it's something that 
you it's going to be a lot better. You're going to be a lot better off if you enjoy what you do. Right. Because at first, I I put it this way, it's like someone takes a plate with dog shit on it and you just have to eat it. That happens multiple times when you start out. That's right. such a shitty that, example. That, 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 gag. that day, that <laughs> day that we worked nine hours in the garage, that was eating dog shit. Yeah. It was. I give. Yeah. There's going to be times like that, but you prosper and time goes on and you know come back, out smelling like a rose. Back then, yeah. I would have to haggle with people <laughs> about prices. Dog shit. Yeah. And now, if they don't like our prices, I'll explain why they are what they are. And, and if they, they don't, don't like, like it, on, then I've still got work for the next month. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna be fine. Right. But back then, you know, it was it's we hustled hard back then. Yeah. Just to get whatever we could get. Right. We ran a lot of sales back in the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of sales. What uh, the quiet giant. What yeah. are some successes you guys experienced early on that were a surprise to you? I'll let you talk about Mike. Mike was huge for us. Oh, yep. Running into good customers that, <laughs> yeah. like we talked about, people that want to see you succeed. Right. Um, there are good people out there. There are people out there that want to see you do well. Not everyone is out to take advantage of you. Right. We would not be where we're at if we didn't have a certain amount of... There's a lot, a, a select few customers that have really propelled us. Right. And That's propelled some, you how? Like gave you a bunch of work or referred you to and, a and, lot of customers? And or, how did you get them? I mean, just being... Just knowing them or what? I am a social creature, so I helped a little bit on that front. Connor gets along with that... Uh, our clientele is normally middle to older age. Connor gets along well with them. So. Ouch. <laughs> I feel like that was a personal dick. So just self-admit. Just Connor hangs out at the old folks' home. Ma- yeah, right. <laughs> making friends. Poor and Connor. They would bring us work, refer us, you know, spam us all over social media, and they would even give us some critique, which is good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have it. You, yeah. you got to have it. So, yeah, a lot of our earlier customers like that end up being good friends of ours like now. Right. Just right. from our first jobs with them. Yeah. That's a success for sure. Starting up, we've made a lot of lifelong friends in our business. Well, you'll you'll know you're doing it right if you stand a better chance of turning a customer into a friend than a friend into a customer. Correct. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can take all those customers and you're giving them such great service and such great value and then they become your friends, you're on to something and don't mm-hmm. change it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, um, I mean, if you're rolling, keep on going. Yeah. People, you know? people like to see the work ethic rewarded. And I think the work ethic is, ex- it's exactly what got us to here. Right. There's, right. there's people who, it. there's people it. who maybe didn't even need our services. You know, I can think of times that people like, they really didn't need our services. Um, but, but they were, but they work. would, but they would buy our services because they wanted to see us succeed. Right. It's right. all a snowball. Yeah. What's um? You know, we haven't said anything. Um. What do you guys have a website? Yeah. What is it? Aristocratdetailing.com. Aristocratdetailing.com. We are more active on our Facebook, but our website is fairly updated. So if you so, if so what you are you on Facebook? Aristocrat Raymore. Would it just come up? It's Aristocrat Detailing, comma LLC. Oh, okay. Pretty big on Facebook. I, on Facebook. I, I'm I proud searched, of our Facebook. I I searched Aristocrat Raymore on Facebook when Mitch told me, and it came right up. Right. Good. So, so good. So for anybody who's considering starting a car detailing business, find them on social, follow them, and then you can you can mimic some of the way that they take photos and you can look at how they do their posts and you can see what has worked for them and it'll it'll work for you as well. So uh, but I doubt you're gonna be able to out hustle these two. These guys <laughs> these guys work hard and long. They're into getting the it night. right now. Right. They're getting it. If they weren't they wouldn't be on the show. Right. Right. Uh, we don't have lazy people on the show. You know, no. We <laughs> we there's plenty of other good coding installers and detailers in Kansas City. There is guys I know who does good work, who does right. mediocre work. And I love the competition. It's driven us to where we're at right. as well. Competition drives sales, especially uh-huh. if you're just above the rest. And we respect you need it. we respect our competitors that do good work and it's like but don't think I don't have a plan. <laughs> To, to eat you to, to because business is eat or be eaten period yeah. yeah it can be it it really can be right thankfully in our market it's not that way it's there's room for everybody so there's room for everybody because there aren't that many right 
I mean, detailing. I, think, same, I, I would assume similar with detailing. Everybody's so. there's plenty of cars to go around for everyone, right? But there's definitely a lot of dick measuring that goes on. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. Me yeah. being me, I will be involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk we up to the next guy. We, and be like, okay, buddy, measure you for twenty. We might. See what they say they panic. Their face gets bright red. We might be two guys, but we will not be outworked. Period. Right. I love it. That's good stuff. Well, guys, ended on that, Mitch. That's yeah. that's great. Yeah, we will that, not be outworked. Um, if if anybody's looking to start a mobile detailing thing, follow these guys on social. They're uh, they're doing some great stuff. So. Um, if anybody has any questions for these guys that you want to ask, maybe how they do a certain thing or whatever, send us an email to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com, and we will get that emailed message over to them. So uh, until next time, guys, we will catch up with you later. All right. Love you guys. See ya. See ya. See ya.